Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. G'day folks and welcome to Australian UFO Sightings official podcast. I'm your host Anthony Goodall and you're listening to Encounters Down Under. Here we invite guests on the show to tell us about their encounters with aliens and UFOs, where most of our episodes were streamed live from our Facebook page, which gave listeners the opportunity to ask questions to our guests regarding their encounter. If you have had an encounter and would like to be a guest on the show, please get in touch with us. You can send us a message through our Facebook page, Encounters Down Under, or send us an email at AustralianUFOSightings@outlook.com.au. Be sure to join us on Facebook and share with your friends and family to help us grow, and hopefully encourage others to come forward with their encounter. If you're an iTunes listener and a fan of the show, why not give us that five-star rating and review, and you could have your review featured on the podcast. But enough of that. Let's get into what you've been waiting for. So kick back, relax with your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. G'day folks and welcome to another episode of Encounters Down Under. Alana joins us on this episode who has had an absolute ripper of an experience where she was up close and personal with a strange craft that travelled up her backyard forcing her to hide. But please welcome to the show, Alana. G'day Alana and welcome to the show. Hi Anthony, thank you. Oh, it's great having you on. Thank you very much for getting in touch and wanting to talk to your experience to us. Um, it's quite, got me a bit mind-blowing about your experience there where you've come in a, like, a really close encounter with this craft um and yeah. you also had a bit of an experience there early in your life there but um i'm gonna let you take over and basically um explain your experiences okay um yeah well i suppose my earliest experience goes back to when i was a child um although it wasn't necessarily as much my experience um i didn't end up seeing anything but um, I grew up with my grandparents from the age of three. Uh, when I was five, we moved to Yamba, which was, there was, you know, it was a very small um, sort of seaside town at the time. Um, my grandfather was a builder there and, um, you know, um, moved the, the little family there and one night, um, my grandmother went out to empty the teapot 
and there was a little bit of commotion and um, called my grandfather out and and my sisters and um, you know they went running out and were looking at the sky I sort of followed but had no idea what they were talking about or or what they were really looking at and I suppose I didn't really see what they were looking at but um, it turned out that they'd seen um, whether it was you know over the years I've wondered whether it was one craft or whether it was um, a small craft flying in formation <clears throat> which were all different colored lights in an arrow shape and um, and you know my grandmother was adamant over the years that it was all separate craft um, all different colors you know reds greens that type of thing in in you know quite a big formation <clears throat> and um, anyway she uh, rang the local radio station at the time and uh, um, let them know what she saw and was quite excited about it all and my grandfather went to work the next day and and uh, you know his workmates were having a bit of a giggle and asked them what he what his wife had been drinking the night before and so you know it, it was sort of one of those situations I suppose where I grew up thinking that if you saw something like that you really don't you know it, it's something to be mocked so um, but you know discussing it with my grandparents who were very down-to-earth people um, over the years they were absolutely adamant about what they saw and fascinated by what they saw um, as were my sisters um, and yeah basically um, yeah uh, at the time uh, my auntie and uncle were also living in Yampa and my auntie had relatives in America and she'd obviously um, spoken to them and and they sent a newspaper clipping over to her um, over to my grandmother um, which was exactly the same a photograph of exactly the same formation as they'd seen in in little old Yamba. so yeah that was quite interesting and um, so you know as I said I, I didn't see it I, I grew up with a, a um, I guess a foundation of um, you know what could possibly be out there but um, didn't really you know stake anything too much on it for, for want of a you know better phrase uh, and basically went about living my life and um, until I had my own experience which was when I was 21 and um, by then I'd moved to uh, um, Colo Heights which is um, in between Singleton and Windsor and on the um, what's known as it's Singleton Road also known as the Putty Road um, and it's quite a rugged um, sort of an area and um, uh, yeah so um, I yeah basically um, uh, was um, yeah um, sorry just had, yeah um, 
so yeah, anyway, this this backed onto what's known my property backed onto what's known as the um, Yengo National Park, which I believe is something like um, four hundred thousand acres of national park, um, and is on the other side of that national park is um, Gosford. Um, and so obviously we had very black skies. We used to have a lot of astronomers come up to um, the area because, you know, everything could be seen very well with no lights from the city, uh, that type of thing. And um, uh, my baby at the time was um, probably about five weeks old, five and a half six weeks old and I used to um, wash my nappies in the old twin tub washing machine which was off the back veranda so it was a double brick raised house um, and you have to go out the back door and into the laundry which was sort of a separate type area so my husband would nurse the baby while I'd go out and do that overnight and this particular night I was out there and, you know, not much to do while you're rinsing nappies in a um, twin tub, other than to stare out the window. I had the light on in the, in the laundry, obviously, which, you know, wasn't really looking much out the window because everything was illuminated by the light from where I was. But, you know, you could look out at a bit of a black sky. And um, as I was doing that, um, I noticed a massive white light in the sky, which was to my left. And um, at first it was, yeah, I sort of thought, oh, it, the neighbours must be setting up for some sort of party. We had, um, I, I had a neighbour on my, my left side of the property, which you couldn't see their house from where, from our house, um, but you could see over the back of their property and um, this light was enormous it, I, at first I thought it was up on a, a huge pole um, and that they must be setting up for some sort of shindig down the back of their property and then I started to think well that must be a long way down and that that pole must be very high and how does that work and um, and yeah, it was. I, I, I suppose I looked at it back and forth for all that time pondering, which I suppose was about 20 seconds, seemed like a long time. And then it's, it slowly started to move. And then I was like, okay, what is this? Um, and it moved slightly away, but it's almost like it, it just moved very, very slightly, um, almost as though it was realising what I was seeing. <laughs> it, was, it was quite strange. And as I started to realise, it started to move a little bit more. And then it started to move at like a slow pace. So that's when I thought, okay, what's this? And I ran basically ran out um, switched the light off in the laundry so I could see out there better um, and 
the things started to shoot across the sky. The, the sky were, there was huge because it was all just national park. So the, the light moved away from me at a fairly slowish pace and then it shot across the sky and around like nothing I have ever seen. Um, I'm very familiar with RAAF craft since the Richmond Air Base was only, you know, half an hour away from where we lived. Um, and, you know, they'd have planes fly over every so often, but um, yeah, this, this was the, the speed of this white light across the sky was incredible. And I, I ran out, switched the light off in the laundry and a few steps was to the back screen door where my, my husband was sitting on the lounge with his back to the door, um, nursing our new baby and trying to get him to sleep. And I, I summoned to him to quickly come out and oh, oh, I still see his face just turning around and frowning at me and, and gesturing me to, to just shush. And at, at that point I was like, well, I can't miss this thing. Um, so I'd seen it, I could still by then turn and, and see it still shooting around because of the broad sky. And then it seemed to curve that as it got to the right of my property, there was a, a whole big tree line. And I thought, oh, I've lost it behind the trees. Um, but I, you know, just prior to that tree line, I saw it curve back in this, in my direction. And then I lost it. By then I'd run down the steps and was standing on the backyard, um, which my backyard at the time was probably 20 acres of cleared area before it hit the tree line onto um, the Crown land and then behind that was National Park. So um, it was basically cleared and then trees. Um, and I, I just thought, oh, okay, I've lost it. I, I stood there for a minute to hope that I could see it again. And then as I turned to walk back up to the house um, and ponder what this white light would have been, this massive craft started to just cruise up my yard. So, um, well, I don't even, <laughs> I start to shake when I get to this bit. Um, it was walk, it was going at walk, like a walking pace. So, uh, it was big, it was like probably about, I could see the front of it because I was standing directly in front of it. And at that point, I was just, okay, um, I'm standing straight where this thing is coming towards me. Um, I don't even know what my thoughts were at that time other than, oh my God. Um, and I knew I had to get out of the way. Um, so I sort of shuffled, um, uh, to my left, um, as it continued to cruise towards me. I had, uh, I was showing dogs at the time and I had four dog yards, big dog runs with big dog kennels with big open doors and my, do my dogs didn't even come out. Um, this thing was just completely silent. You couldn't hear it. It, it 
appeared to be black against a black a, a black sky that but the sky behind it was lighter than this craft um and it looked ultra modern um even by today's standards i would say it was just it was incredible um it had at the as it was coming up it had like a windscreen it had which had a, a dim yellow light um it had either a very tall like i call it a person i don't know what it was um but the for want of a better word the pilot of this thing um was either really tall and um sitting down driving it or it was standing up <clears throat> but it had the shape i i couldn't see features but i could make out this black outline and i i think there was something else or another person in there with it but it, that only seemed to last for seconds before that light went out um uh and i could make out some type of as it got closer um before i basically did a zoom to my left um i could make out some type of marking on it which was like wasn't our writing it was like triangles and um dashes and that sort of thing like almost like a registration plate but um stuck on the side of it um i don't even know i i felt all the blood drain from my head to my feet and then it was um i i had basically gone to the one tree next to my brick barbecue that i had in the yard which was directly behind my back veranda and i stood there and watched it cruise up to the back of my house um i had a a shed that um was probably about 10 meters long um which um had a, a small smallish like driveway between that and the house and it it cruised up um basically and hovered there so it i could have thrown a rock at it it was um uh i was determined that well lots of thoughts were running through my mind one of them was i really hope my husband doesn't come out here now um it was almost as though it was hovering there looking in the back door and i have no idea whether it knew i was there um, my feelings at the time were almost as though um, just awkward and embarrassed and I, I, I really can't, um, I, I can't say it was fear, it was, it was probably shock, I don't know, um, but it hovered there and even with all of that and not knowing whether it was our craft or what it was doing there um, i was determined to absorb every single thing that i could see of it um, and the only real light that 
you know, was was basically my back door light through the screen door and then this craft. So there was it was still slightly dark, but um, the, the only these dim green lights, which were um, I, I still don't know whether they were a whole ring of lights coming on and off in succession or whether it was one light spinning right round but they were all round lights um, and they were circulating around the craft. Um, I would say it was probably about by the, you know, the, I couldn't make out any wings on it. Um, I don't know whether that was because, you know, whether it was because of the angle I was slightly looking up at it, um, but when the lights went around, they weren't interrupted by anything that I could see as as wings. Um, and I hadn't seen wings on it as it came up the yard. It just looked like it was almost like a, probably a big truck type, um, probably a, a bigger front than a truck, but the lights went around and as they were, as they were on the other side of the craft, um, I would try to make out how far the underbelly of it was, um, which was a fair way down from, and it was flat. Um, so, and, it, and the lights would circulate around. I could make out de certain details of it. Um, the lights, the green lights inside didn't illuminate the area outside of it, including me who was not far away from it. Um, it didn't light up the ground. It, it's almost almost like it had a window sill underneath these lights. Um, but yeah, they, they just kept circulating around. The, obviously the white light that I'd seen wasn't on. It wasn't on when it came up the yard and the green lights only came on when it hovered there and it didn't make a sound if you it was a really really quiet early late late november early december night um and really clear um no breeze just a really pleasant sort of early evening and this thing didn't even rustle the leaves it, it probably about a quarter of an acre from it um, over to my other fence line, which was parallel to it, uh, were, was crown land. So that was really thick, um, dried out for that season, gum leaves, um, really, really thick bush that you, you couldn't walk in there with, at all really because it was scrub and it was bush and never been touched or really burnt for years and that type of thing. And, and it didn't illuminate that, nothing, none of those lights illuminated anything around it. It's like they were just internal. Um, and um, yeah, and so I stood there watching it just uh, again, too scared at that point to move. Wasn't, wasn't sure whether someone was gonna come out of it. Um, it gave me the impression that if anyone was to come out of it, I don't know where they'd get out of it because I didn't know where the door was or anything like that. But um, 
I didn't know whether someone was going to pop out and say they were from the Air Force or whether they were aliens or whether they were just going to walk over to me with suits on. I, I had no idea. But, the, you know, it's amazing how many thoughts can run through your head in what seemed like a long time, but it was probably quite a short amount of time. Um, again, I was, by then it was fear about what, whether my husband was just going to come up, come to the back door and see where I was and nursing our baby. Um, and then in that moment, the, the big white light came back on. Um, I, I, it did seem to lift in sound, but it was still just a hum. And the light did illuminate part of the shed in front of it. Um, and the rear of the craft went up. Um, it, it appeared to move over to um, its left over towards the crown land. And then the part that I'll never understand is that it, it appeared to just go into the ground. It, it didn't, it went up and sideways tilting forward with its light on and then went straight down. Um, and that I couldn't get my head around. It's like, it can't land in that bush. How does it go? How, how did that happen? You know, it can't, it can't go through the trees. Um, but whether or not the light just went out and I couldn't see it anymore, but it was still facing down ways when the light went out, I'll, I'll never know. So, yeah. That is absolutely amazing. Mm. Like, yeah. not, it's not very, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not very often you like you hear of people getting this close to a craft. Yeah. Um, the fact that you're like, you're this close where you can actually literally throw a rock at it and you hit it. Um, yep. That's mind blowing. It's like, what well, was going through your head when you realized this thing was actually approaching your backyard? Well, I was, I, initially I stood there just stunned at what I was seeing. It was just, it was at walking pace. It had, it had not a care in the world. It must have known, it, it must have, in my, my opinion, it saw, you know, we're talking thousands of um, hectares of nothing and where it was, whether it saw this figure in a, a window, I was the only house around with a light on um, and it came to have a look, but it, 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 it appeared intentional. It, it appeared from where it was, which I, I now know what I thought was a, a big stadium light in my neighbor's paddock must have been hundreds of kilometers away. It's just that its appearance was close because it was so big, because it wasn't until it went to move that I realized the distance that it actually was. And then it shot further back and then started to curve back around. But again, my, my thoughts were that I'd lost it. And wow, you know, I would have been pondering what type of craft could fly that like that. And I mean, in seconds and just gliding and, and curving around like that. Um, and, and, but my thoughts were, um, it's coming up the yard I, I better get out of the way. Um, absorbing as much about the thing as I could also, I guess, just absolutely stunned at what I was seeing.
and also what it was going to do and whether my dogs were going to come out and they, you know, what the whole thing was about. Um, so that's where I, you know, obviously I got a good look at, um, you know, by, by then it was only a quarter of an acre away and coming towards me at walking, but very, very slowly and not a sound. And so I, I, again, I was awkward. I was like, well, what do I do? So um, there was a, a certain amount of fear because I was not going to run up the stairs or um, I had to basically, I went to my left um, to where this one tree was. I, I didn't even squat down. I just, I felt so, I guess, like a, a fox in, in the headlights. Um, and I guess I... I'm safe at this point and, and even while it was hovering there, I wasn't game to move in case it hadn't seen me. Um, and I was worried that um, my husband was going to turn up at the door while absorbing everything that I was looking at. Yeah, uh, what, what was the actual shape of this crop? Like, was it this shape or was it sort of like a, a I wouldn't big say, building or? No, it, I can't say, it wasn't, it, it was more like an oval. It had um, it had a curved windscreen, and it, it it the windscreen went right around the front of the craft, like um, like a like curved glass, um, and it had like a grill type. It looked like a again. It was very modern looking and it was it appeared to be black i don't know um whether it was metallic um and reflecting the dark around it but it was darker than what was around it so it was a lot it was a dark night but it wasn't it wasn't really really dark where it blended in it it looked darker against its background yeah um and it had it was I would say, um, I would say it was about ten meters long, and maybe certainly wasn't that wide at the front. Um, it was, uh, it uh, may have been, may have been close to that. It, it looks like it had a wide front, but it didn't look as as wide when I saw it coming up the yard as what it did long, but it wasn't huge either. If that makes sense, it was, it was, you know, it certainly wasn't the size of my house. It wasn't, it, it could have been around roughly the size of the shed, which was, um, you know, what it was behind. Um, but it was, it was rounded. It was, um, had no sharp sort of, corners or anything like that okay so spherical so well, like maybe like a tic-tac kind of shape or more like um like an oval type shape that um the lights that went round it went round in like an oval shape they didn't go because you know i was watching the lights go round and as they came on my side um they almost like they disappeared quickly um 
and you'd sort of, you know, calculate when they were coming around again. So when they'd come around again towards the front, I could, I was, you know, quickly trying to make out the the underbelly through its own illumination type thing, even though it wasn't illuminating very much. Um, and the underbelly was much lower than where the windscreen was. And by then I couldn't, because the lights were all off in it, I couldn't make out the windscreen anymore. All I could see um, of any light was the green lights going around it. I'm not sure if you've um, seen the movie Flight of the Navigator. No. Uh, that's unfortunate. That's sort of like a... It looks like a, it's like an oval-shaped sort of pod-looking craft. It's a bit unique in its own little shape there. Um, yeah. That's probably like maybe the closest I can think of. After this show, I'll send you a um, the message of the shape of it and see if that gets a bit of resemblance to it. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it's not the first time I've heard someone come across this sort of craft um, of being yeah. oval-shaped and, yeah. and such. And... It sort of yeah, surprised me too that uh, they, they didn't see you as they were approaching out the backyard. Well, it's almost as though, well, I, I think they did. I think I was probably, without sounding like I'm flattering myself, I think they came over to have a look. That The impression I got and I've, I've said to people and thought later, it, they had no problem just cruising up that, my backyard as though they owned it. It was just so, you know, it's almost like I felt as though um, they acted as though they owned the place. There was no shyness. They weren't trying to hide. It, it's just really quite incredible. No, um, it is. It is. Have you like sort they, of wondered what they were trying to observe or maybe what they were um, trying to achieve by gliding up to your back window, back door? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I've wondered lots of things. Um, but it was almost like they were having a sticky beak. And whether they knew by then that because I'd, if I'd have, I always thought, thank goodness I turned off the laundry light. Because if I hadn't have turned off the laundry light, all of that little area in front of, there would have been illuminated and I would have just stood out. Um, but because I'd switched that off and I was down on the backyard almost right in front of it, um, I may not have been obvious to them and that gave me time to kind of go, wow, and get, it, it's like, where do I go? I don't, I didn't want to run up the back stairs into the back door because then I would have been seen. Um, but also the backyard really only had this one big gum tree and a brick barbecue. Um, but by the time I got to that tree and the barbecue and was standing there, um, I didn't, I wasn't even game to squat down um, because it was right there. Um, I thought, well, I'm, I'm alive till this point and I'm still standing here. So I'll just stay here. Like, it's not like I couldn't move. Um, I could have, I, I had all my wits about me. I had every, every sense. I, I didn't, you know, I, I was just determined to observe every single thing, no matter what happened. You know, it was, um, even though I felt like, um, 
all of my blood in my body was in my feet, just keeping me in that one spot. Um, but also the the mother's instinct of, you know, my baby inside. And to me, it was almost like they, they parked there staring in the back door and yet my husband didn't see or hear them, but neither did my dogs. They cruised up where over, not over the dog yards, but in front of the dog yards in this massive craft. Um, and yet I've got six border collies in kennels with open fronts that didn't come out and bark at them or didn't wonder, you know, didn't even come out in the yards. That's, it was just um, because this, it, it was, I guess, so dark. Um, the craft was so dark against um, a darkish sky that it really couldn't, it's always made me think people are inside watching their TVs. They wouldn't know these things were behind their house or above their house. And even when the lights came on, they, that might, I mean, obviously my, my husband was sitting with his back to the, to the door. My, my house was a big open plan room. Basically it was a double brick house with a back door and a front door, very, very plain. Um, but you could see if you looked through the front door you could see out the back door and it was just one great big room including the kitchen big just open plan room and it was like they parked there and were they must have been just looking in the back door um, whether they saw me or not i don't know i was expecting what are they going to do are they going to come out are they going to i by then i i was probably standing there almost um Again, the, the emotions are a bit hard to describe because it's nothing that I can get my head around, but I know what I'm seeing. And um, I, I remember thinking, I'll, I'll never not believe again, you know, in, the, in these, what is it? But at, at the same time, wanting to research what the RAAF have um, that doesn't make a sound that just cruises into people's backyards and has these dim green lights and that sort of thing. And, um, and when it, when it, it basically moved and what appeared to go down in the ground or disappear into the trees, it could have just, it's almost like it disappeared before my eyes going downwards, it, like it vanished. And um, it, it, like I said, it did rev a little bit, like the, the whizzing, as the light went on, the big white light, which is obviously the light that I'd seen in the distance, but didn't appear, it was like it was on very low beam. It was nothing like the light it had when it was over in the sky. Um, it was like it, it was on lowish beam. The revs kind of went up, or the humming raised. <clears throat> Um, the back end of it went up as it moved and all in like the one motion moved um, moved sideways and and upways and then downways what appeared to be into the crown land next door, which again couldn't make sense of because it was all trees. Um, so at that point, um, I basically ran up the stairs through the house my husband was still sitting on the lounge watching telly with the baby and I, I just was just in shock. I was just shaking his head wide eyed and, and said, wow, you, you just never, and he's like, oh, what? And I said, oh, 
never mind. I ran straight through the front door, straight across to my neighbour's paddock across the road, um, because I knew she was out there waiting for one her horse to foal. Um, went across there and I just said, did you see that? And she just said, see what? And I said, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm, I'm the only one that's just seen this thing. And I considered, do I go over and look into the crowned land? But my head was also saying, no, it's, it couldn't land in there. Um, so, you know, I'm sort of probably still in shock and trying not to make um, this, like I'm some sort of nutcase to my neighbor um, discuss the horse and foaling and had to go home and then get my head around it all. So, yeah. <laughs> what was your husband's reaction after telling him the story? Um, probably a bit odd, a little bit like, um, oh, okay. Uh, I, I just said, you know, when I, when I, please when I ask you to come and look can you please come and look but on the other hand I'm glad he didn't because then there would have been us uh, even when he gestured to me to shush um, I I just said put him on the ground just put him on the ground and come out here and he obviously didn't um, but yeah it became this I, I described it I, I um, he he didn't really react that much at all I don't suppose it was like I don't know um little bit sort of blasé about it whether he thought I don't know what he thought <laughs> um I'm just saying I've just had the most seen the most incredible thing had the most incredible experience and it was almost like it was just shrugged off I thought oh well okay um <laughs> that that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Now, look, I suppose it, like, it is a very bizarre situation. And, um, you know, the yeah. thing that's got me really confused is, like, definitely, like, the dogs not reacting to it. Like, usually they're pretty sensitive when it comes to, you know, yeah. low-frequency vibrations or something. Like, there's yeah. something strange going around the area. And yeah. The fact that the dogs aren't even doing anything, it's sort of no, it makes you wonder. It, like, it, It's just as though it was just so quiet. Um you know, it wasn't late in the night. It's not like they were hysterical type dogs, but I would have expected, even when it was parked behind the house, that I would have heard the dogs barking or not that I was looking down there by that stage. Um, but the, the dogs would have been going, oh, what's that? But it was almost as though um, it was that quiet. Yeah, at least you expect some sort of reaction from them. You would. You would, um, but you know, again, I would have expected a little bit more of a reaction from even my neighbour at the time. I mean, you know, not sort of, you know, I'm, I consider myself pretty down to earth as do most people throughout my life. I, I haven't seen anything like that since. Um, wouldn't just pick a night randomly to make up seeing a craft like that. Um, or ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, uh, you know, it's sort of like um, when I say it, it was modern by today's standard, it, it's almost like, you, you know, we're talking square cars at the time. Um, you know, even the, our rounded modern four-wheel drives 
were a long way off and it was shiny and um, really good looking craft, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, really, yeah, ultra modern. Um, looked like it had a grill in the front um, and again, like just cruising up the yard as though it, it had no problem whether anyone saw it. Um, I don't know. I, I can only think, well, you know, surely it saw me standing there like a shag on a rock next to this tree. I, I, I didn't even get as close to the tree. I still wasn't comfortable. I would have been happier to get behind the tree, but by the time, by that time, it was right there, and I felt like this was the safest spot I could be because I, if I move now, I don't know what will happen. It's one of the situations that you just don't really know what to do or how to even react to it. It's just you sort of got this like natural instinct of fight or flight, and in this case, yeah. you've sort of done the old flight sort of thing. And, because, like, it, uh, how can you even react to it, really? Like, what are you expected to yeah. do? <laughs> to try and fight something well, that you can't even... Really... I, exactly. <laughs> you, you, your head's trying to make sense of what it is, whether it's friend or foe. I mean, clearly, my my default went to straight to it's a foe. It's, you know, is it... It's, you know, are green men going to come out? Are people, you know, just going to come out and go... Or uh, how do they get out of it? Are they are they humans in uniform or are they aliens in uniform? But again, the figure that I I saw I couldn't say was, I you know whether it was its head or whether it was its helmet, um, but it had like a a big the the black outline which was only very quick before it 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 turned the inside light off. So it was a thinking whatever it was 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 thinking, you know. It was smart enough to turn its lights off as I was smart enough to turn turn my laundry light off. But I only turned my laundry light off so I could see, like everything was darker and I could see what it, what this bright light was a little better. Um, it was, it I, I think, was surreptitious the way it turned its light off. You know, if we turn this off, then they won't be able to see inside. Um, and yeah, it, 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 the, for, for the very fraction of a time that I saw as it was coming up the yard, it's almost like the light, the light wasn't on when I initially, the inside wasn't on when I initially saw it. It's like it came on and then went back off. Um, because uh, it's not even something that, even though it was right there, I, I, I didn't notice it straight away it was it was it had to be within a certain range for me to 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 notice it and obviously it's it's cruised up a little bit um while i was looking that area I mean, admittedly i was looking more towards the top of the tree line and then you glance sort of ahead of you to about to turn around and go oh bugger i missed it and there it was it, and it was black and coming towards me to me, that's um, pretty frightening. Well, <laughs> I I can't even say I was frightened. I I, I I think it was just it was just shock. It it's still I still you know I mean after it when I talk about it I I 
obviously shaking a little bit now and um, and my teeth chatter a little bit. I think it's an adrenaline type thing, reliving it all. You know, I've, I've told the story a lot of times um, to close friends and that. Um, but um, it's not something, I, I guess it's so far out of left field that you don't expect. I, you, you, I, if someone had told me, what would you do if a craft just came cruising up the yard? I, I'd probably say I'd, I'd be hysterical and run away and hide or whatever, which, but it was almost um, like I was just um, a bit overcome, I suppose. Um, only enough to go, okay, well, um, at this point in time, I'm safe. So um, hope it hasn't seen me, hope it's not gonna shoot something at me. Um, I'll just sneak out of the way here, probably only about 10 steps to this tree. Um, and by the time I got to the tree, um, uh, I couldn't, it, it was there. I'd, I'd sort of, and again, I could, I, I would have been happier to step back and get behind the tree to watch it um, or hide. But I just knew that, okay, well, I'm, I'm still standing here and I'm alive. And just um, if I move now, they, if they haven't seen me, they might. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, to me, like, it just seems a very frightening situation because like, you know, this is what, uh, what was it, 89 this happened? Oh. You this know, was 1999, yeah. Yeah, and like drones weren't a thing then. Like um, no, you did say, no. like mentioned that like military craft do fly over, but being a helicopter, yeah. you'd hear that thing from miles away oh, as yeah. coming in. Yeah, um, well, you know, and to me, like having this yeah. massive craft come at you, like just suddenly, is like, yeah, I don't know. I think I would just be scared shitless, basically, just going, holy crap, what is this coming at me? Yeah, you know, it defies all way, logic. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, in a way, I'm glad. I was on my own. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just think um, if there had have been more of us, there'd be more hysteria and maybe none of us would be safe. Um, those are the thoughts that run through your head, obviously, for many, many years after. Um, it was, um, okay, it's just me. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, you, it, uh, can't even explain it as fear. Um, just uh, just absolute, uh, am I really seeing this? And look what I'm seeing. And then it's appeared basically at my back door and just hovering there as though it, it had absolutely no problem whether it was seen, um, I, I don't know, it, it, well, it didn't harm anyone. It, no one got out of it. Um, so I guess it was just having a sticky beak. I guess if it wanted to, if, if the, its occupants wanted to harm, it would have been easy for them because they only had to come out and I was standing there and my husband was sitting with, in, in the lounge room with a baby. Um, so, you know, why it didn't, I don't know. How would I know? <laughs> Yeah, it's sort of um, curious to think um, when you mentioned to your husband there, like to come out and see this thing there, it's kind of got me wondering, like, did they hear you say this and sort of get their attention in a sense to um, sort of come and 
see what's going on over this, over towards you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, it started to move. If if I was to speculate on whether it was seeing me, whether it was, you know, reading my mind, it's almost as though as my thoughts started to realise, it was like it, I'm standing there, you know, gazing out the window, looking at this light, pondering for, you know, it takes a while to ponder whether someone's setting up for a party and how did they get a generator down there and, and that time, how did they get a pole that tall? Um, and then for it, it's almost if I, if I was to make a bit of a joke about it, that it moved a bit to go, hello, you know, because that's what it did. It, it moved a bit for me to kind of go, hang on a minute. And then when it moved and then it moved a little bit more and then I went, oh, what? Um, and then it started to glide, but only quite slowly. That's when I just went, oh, whoa, um, the light switch was right behind me as was the door next to it, flicked that off, ran a couple of steps to the back door as it started to shoot across the sky. And when it shot, and I'm talking a fair amount of sky, but it shot across like a, oh, nothing that I've ever, well, you, you just don't see anything fly like that. As I say, I was familiar with a lot of our double aircraft and helicopter. We had a lot of um, it, it was the notorious Putty Road. So, you know, there was a lot of truck crashes back in the day and very serious crashes. Um, my husband was one of the first on call um, as part of the, you know, local fire brigade type thing to attend accidents. And the, the next thing you'd usually hear was a helicopter um, because by the time police or ambulance got there, it was... Um, you know, still a fair way up the road to get to Colo Heights. Um, and usually it was a, a um, police helicopter or, or something like that getting there. And you, you hear them for miles. Um, as with the, the RAF planes, 
um, you could always hear them coming and going um, and doing their exercises, you know, that type of thing, you know. Um, but yeah, again, 1989, it's not as though we were, you know, we had anything very much that was that modern, you know. Um, I, 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 I second guessed, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't that familiar with military planes that I knew every, every type of aircraft that we had or anything like that. I just knew the RAF planes and the RAF base at Richmond. But um, I immediately set about asking people, I considered ringing the RAAF base, um, but also, I don't know, a bit, bit 21 years old and a little bit sort of, how do I even describe, how do I even tell them? Do they, they'll think I'm a nutcase. Um, or was it one of their planes or one of their crafts or whatever? Um, I was asking people, you know, do we have anything that doesn't make any noise um, when it flies? And, you know, some people would say, oh, you know, yeah, the stealth bomber, but everything I researched after that was, no, they still make a massive noise. You know, they don't just um, make a hum. So, yeah. No, definitely. Look, I was going to send you a quick message through your message there the, um, of what the uh, flight of a navigator craft looks like. If you just have a quick look for us and yeah. see if that sort of resembles what it might have looked like, just to sort of give a bit of a general idea of just what this craft sort of looked like a bit. Don't mind. Yeah. Not, well, yes and no. I would say the shape of it at the front does, um, but this had more like a um a, a flat bottom um and a windscreen and you know like a, almost a sill for the light well not that i could see the lights at that point but putting those together as it was coming up the yard it would have been that shape for sure front on but um uh without the the steep curve um, in that middle section, if that makes sense. Yep. The, the middle section would have been sort of where the windscreen was and, and less pointy, just just a straight round, like almost, well, I assume it was glass, um, windscreen um, curved round with it. Um, and it had... Um, like writing on it. Um, the writing was um, the craft being dark, the writing was lighter, but still dark, if that makes sense. You could make it out, but it wasn't, you know, um, yeah, it, it, whether it was just in a different type of paint or um, you could you could make out that it was dashes and almost like an identification, like triangles and that type of thing. Um, and that was on its right side. I'd love to have been able to stand there and try to make that out, but it was coming towards me. Have you sort of uh, seen the same writing anywhere else before? Um, 
I have recently, funnily enough, the only type of writing I've seen um, in all that time is when Elon Musk's baby was born and they had, that it had some funny name. And I thought, isn't that funny? That looks like the same type of writing that was on that craft. It was like triangles and, and dashes and that. I think it was a joke at the time that he'd named his baby, um, whatever it was. And it was the same types of symbols. That's the only way I can describe it. Well, they have said that Elon Musk is an alien, so it's quite possible that he's probably one of the guys that were in that craft. <laughs> Maybe you know, well, just to get a bit of humour behind it. Yeah, yeah, because it wasn't. I can't say it was. You know, the the helmet shape. I could say, um, for for the very 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 short time I saw it was. Um, you could probably describe the shape as, um, you know, like the Egyptian headdress okay. type shape or um, um, what's his name of um, Star Wars? Um, oh, Darth, Darth Vader. Darth Vader type shape. It, ha it came down like a triangle and then you could make out shoulders. But that again, that was very, very quick. It's like they, you know, accidentally flicked the interior light on then went oops and it went back off so it makes you wonder what they're playing at with that sort of thing you know like so, so some people they they'll allow themselves to be seen you know and have like incredible experiences like yourself but then other times they like they don't you might get a snippet here and there but yeah you know it, it sort of makes you wonder like it does what are they trying to do what are they achieving by yeah by doing that yeah. kind of thing, if, if they're meant to be doing if, if it's intentional or not, that's the thing. That, yeah. That's one of the questions, I suppose. But yeah, yeah way, it's, it's still amazing. It, it is amazing. And, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I feel very privileged to have seen something like that. I, I will never, ever, I have never not believed someone. I, I, um, when they, they, people know what they see, you know, I mean, at the time, um, I didn't really tell a lot of people because, you know, that um, it, it, I was busy trying to digest it myself. And, you know, life moves very quickly as a 21-year-old um, with a new baby and, you know, life just does seem to, okay, um, get in the way of trying to digest it, especially something like that over the years. But, you know, I'll... I'll um, take that to my grave and probably never know what it was um, or why it was there or whether it was just having a, whether they've got a sense of humour and had a bit of a joke, whether it was something that um, is our military and they, they just thought they'd have a bit of a practical joke. I, I don't know that. It's not, it's, I, I can't, I, 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 I would, my guess is as good as anyone else's. Whether um, it's something of ours or whether we had technology then like that that they keep secret that type of thing I, I honestly don't know but I do what I, I do think is that again you know it's out on the sky having there there's not a lot of lights in that area they're especially as accessible as my property was um, that they could come and have a little look um, because it's but you know years later um, I moved to Queensland and I, I was telling you know a a um, friend of mine and she said oh, I've got some friends that are very interested in UFOs and 
um, she took me around to have a coffee with this lady who gave me, she said, and I told her the story and she said, isn't that interesting? Where is this place again? And I said, well, you know, it's, it's the Colo and, and she said, um, oh, she said, um, is that anywhere near, near Gosford? And I said, well, um, Gosford, I, I believe, is on the other, other side of the National Park, which is still some thousands of hectares away. But um, uh, the, she gave me a little book. Um, I wish I had kept it, actually, but I gave it back. And it was called The Gosford Files. And the amount of sightings, there used to be a lot of YouTube videos that I, I used to watch. They, they all seem to have gone now. But um, the, the book was very interesting, describing crafts like I'd seen um, and on the lake or the ocean there at Gosford, sucking up water, that type of thing. Um, and, you know, the, the colo always did have a bit of a, a, a strange feel. Um, you know, I'm not that type of person. I'm, I wouldn't consider myself you know, terribly spiritual or anything like that. But even if I was to go down there, even driving through that road, whether it wasn't because of the experience that I had, because I had that that feel about the place, it's it's very ancient. And um, it's also the home, the other side of the Putty Road is, is the Wallamai National Park where they found the ancient Wallamai pine. Um, and, you know, things could be in there that you'd, just completely still undiscovered because it's so rugged and you know made me think did this does this thing live in there I mean it, it's it was it, it will always fascinate me um, you know I haven't put it out there very much I haven't told too many people some you know some people just are just blown away by it but don't really have a lot of comment whether that's because they're a bit stunned or whether there's a certain amount of disbelief or not wanting to believe or you know I had did have one comment at the time um, oh well you know you had had a new baby and you know you were probably really tired I went, yeah okay you know I mean <laughs> I, I um, it doesn't matter to me whether anyone believes me or not um, it's not like I've really put it out there over the years it's not like I mean, I've managed to live through it for another 33 years. Um, and um, I, I do have a look. I, I don't um, closely. I did put something about my story on online once on a UFO thing. It may be floating around there online somewhere. But outside of that, it, you know, it hasn't ruled my life. Um, I, I don't... Um, you know, I've had to keep everything in perspective and, and again, still try to think, well, it could have been something of ours. Um, but yeah, um, certainly um, do believe when when people have these experiences, you know, having had, you can, you can tell, you know, you, you just know they're not making it up. You know, they absolutely know what they see whether or not that's just a flash across the sky, whether, you know, there, there are things that obviously can be explained and I, probably mine could be explained too. Um, but, you know, without that, um, that information, I don't know. But when people tell their stories, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the first to listen um, because, yeah, you know, I, I, I have absolutely no reason to... Um, 
make something like that up. <laughs> no, that, that's dead set true. Um, you know, because like a lot of people don't understand what happens around this world, and something like this does come across as like you know crazy or yeah. someone's on drugs yeah. or something. You know, and that's where yeah. sort of like the ridicule comes from at all. Yeah. Um, but you know, not everyone's lying. Not everyone's on drugs. No, no, not everyone's crazy. And people are seeing these things. It doesn't matter what. Yeah. What or who you are, like these things. If you're lucky enough, you're going to see these things. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the really strange part about this whole thing. Yeah. And people are yeah. still afraid to sort of come forward and talk about this kind of thing. And like yeah. yourself here, like you know, you can hear you as you're speaking, you know, explaining your experience. Like yeah. your, your nerves are coming out. You you. you yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, unless you're a really good actor, but then you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it was yesterday. You know, I've got a, a friend that, you know, we we discuss it. Oh, we've discussed it for years, and I've known these friends for, you know. And I said, you know, it's it's interesting. And he said, every, he said, I I just want to say, you know, every time you tell that story, he said, I've known you for well over twenty years. It's exactly the same. I said, well, it can't be anything else. Yeah. It just can't. It can't be anything else because that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, it is unfortunate though. Like, it's still getting ridiculed and you know and stuff. Like, but I guess that's the thing. Like people just don't understand what is going on around here. And yeah, I guess that's just the oh, biggest I thing. People need to understand it. Certainly haven't been necessarily ridiculed from um, probably one person and you know over a few drinks um, back in the day as a bit of a joke, but I I. Don't even, I'm not even offended by that because it's like, yeah, okay. You know, you know this, I've just put it there. You do it with it, whatever you want. You know, I'm at the point now where, you know, I I could either put it out there or not put it out there. I've, I've got nothing to gain or nothing to lose by putting it out there. But if it, if it may be a tiny piece of some other puzzle, that I, someone can piece something together, then it's probably worth putting it out there. Um, other than that, it, it it was what it was. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing too from it. Like people don't understand or realize either. Like there is nothing to gain from making this kind of thing up. Like you're not getting that big an attention for you know, you no. get people buying your story or stuff like that. You know, like it's yeah. Yeah. You know, there's nothing to gain from it. It's just an experience that you've had, and it's incredible. Yeah, and you know, um, I, I, you know, different friends I, I told that to have said, oh yes, when we were driving, we saw this light and it followed us, and that that type of thing, which is just as an incredible experience for them. Other, you know, there's still that, um, and the thing is. Um, the experiences are not uncommon and that's the thing it's like it's not as though i'm rare you know um it, it's an amazing experience it, it's it's incredible but you know over the years it's probably not as incredible to me as it was at the time because i've digested it um but there are some incredible stories out there and it's like how do people still go oh yeah but you know, it's like, well, you know, they're more common, I believe, now than not common. Everybody seems to have seen something. You know, they don't, it's not necessarily making a big deal about it, but um, yeah. 
Yeah, like especially for back in those days, you know, like the technology was completely different to what we have now. Um, yeah. Like, and like depending on what people are seeing these days, um, a lot of things can be explained or you know misidentified yeah. and such. Yeah. But you know, yeah. when you when someone sees something that's in like you know, it's like right there in front of them, like yours, uh, for example, yeah. or they see it do something amazing in the sky that defies all our modern logic when it comes to technology. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's the genuine stuff right there. Like you know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's. I mean, we're talking. You know, the cars. You know, it's it, it, it's gone very quickly. But you know, people of my era would know 1989. Um, okay, we we were sort of. Um, you know, there was no. I think the mobile phone was a box that you hooked into your car that was massive. That you know, we all can find out what 89 was like. Our cars weren't very that modern. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it, it, and and this is again, this was ultra modern by today's standards. Um, you know the the sighting that my grandmother saw, you know, formation of separate craft, or um, we didn't have planes like that then that could fly like that and no sound and the lights and things like that. Um, Again, I, I'm not pretending I saw that. Um, I didn't see it. I, I but um, you know, we're talking almost over well, um, 40, 46 years ago, um, roughly, that those planes were flying over Yamba when. Um, yeah, we, we just didn't have anything like that at all then. Yeah, we had I thought I'd touch on that. Did your grandparents mention if like, it did any strange manoeuvres or anything like that, or was it just sort of like just no, travelling in one direction? It's just cruised across the sky apparently in, in a very large formation. Um, and I suppose I would have been about, I'm trying to think how old I was, um, probably about, five or six um, and yeah, my, my auntie, you know, again, you, you waited months for the mail from overseas and this clipping came back months later. I mean, obviously I discussed it with my grandmother over the years. Um, she still had that newspaper clipping somewhere um, and um, of lights taken somewhere over America of exactly the same thing. She felt validated. Um, you know, again, you know, she, she was a little bit upset about, you know, my granddad coming home and his workmates having said that and, um, you know, yeah, sort of, you could, you, you could always tell that it hurt her. Um, you know, she didn't want to be thought of as, you know, she didn't even drink, so oh. she didn't want to be mocked like that. But, um, you know, again, you know, where if people said that with, with my story and um, it doesn't matter to me. You know, I'm old enough to, that it's water off a duck's back to me, whether someone believes it, whether they don't, um, it doesn't, it honestly doesn't matter. It doesn't change my life whatsoever. Just, it's just there it, and that's what I saw, simple. <laughs> yeah, no, look, that's totally understandable. And like, oh, hopefully this sort of encourages people to have the sort of same mindset as well. Like, who cares what everyone else sort of thinks? Like people are going to yeah. judge you regardless, but you know, yeah. 
this is your experience. This is something you should be proud of that you were yeah. able to yeah. actually sort of witness something that's so amazing. Yeah. Um, there's, there's people out there that would uh, give anything to go and see something like that, you know? Oh, right. Well, you know, perhaps the Colo is the place to be. Quite possibly. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, because this was very at home. That's all I can really sort of say. It was as though I was in its area, for if that makes sense. It was like, like a, it wasn't tentative about what it was doing other than switching its lights. It wasn't shy. If it was, it, it didn't hide off in the distance and watch me from afar. It just decided, okay, it was bold enough just to cruise up and, and look through the back door and whether it was they were sitting in there looking at me standing there like making like a tree i don't know but yeah yeah i don't know if you've heard the theories like these things or beings or whatever they're supposed to be like sort of multi-dimensional yeah and it sort of makes you wonder like did you somehow manage to pass through to like their dimension well, in a sense where you were able to observe it and they've sort of sensed and clicked on that and gone Hang on, there's something over yeah. here that's intruding into our dimensional makes space. You wonder. Yeah, it does make you wonder. With um, you know, I've discussed it with um, with people over the years, and and you know the dimensional thing, and you know whether that you know there's a dimension, you know, an in between type thing. You know, mainly trying to get my head around how did it just disappear? Um, was it a projection? Uh, those sorts of things, you know, you, you pretty much when you see something like that, you you try to study every single thing you can, which wasn't easy back then. Um, you, you couldn't really, I mean, even that little book given to me, that Gosford files, you know, it was all just description and drawings. Um, still not the same as the one I saw, but um, stories very similar to mine, not maybe not as close. But people looking out of their their windows at Gosford and over the lake and these these craft just these big lights and what appeared to be sucking up water out of the lake and and that sort of thing and um, around Gosford I mean they wrote a whoever wrote a book about it it's called the Gosford Files um, whether or not it's still printed I don't know but um, it it's it, 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 there's plenty of sightings because there, there was a little book, little paperback book written about them, unbeknown to me at the time. But, you know, it wasn't a case that you could just jump on the computer and, you know, Google anything. You, you sort of had to just make your way through it. Yeah, so for those that are interested, um, The Gossip Files is uh, for UFOs over the Central Coast in New South Wales by Brian Dickinson and, sorry, Dixon and uh, Moira McGee. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I haven't read it myself there, but I've heard a lot of stories in regards to that. And oh, um, yeah. I think I was trying to get in contact with Moira McGee there at one stage there to try and get her on the podcast here and talk about it. But unfortunately, no luck there yet. Oh, right. No, that'd be very interesting. Yeah, because it, it does seem like there's a lot happening in that area. So it makes you wonder, like, what's the interest in that area? And yeah. like, this is sort of like the, uh, a question I was going to ask you too, like... Um, when you observe this craft, like, did it sort of like seem like it was trying to look for something, maybe, or? Um, no, I think it came round in the direction because it saw my figure in the window. Um, and if it was looking for anything, it was just 
curious. I would have, um, I mean, if it meant harm, um, it could have, it would have done harm. Um, if I'd have stepped out from the tree, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, but I can't say with, with something like that, that appeared to be almost um, waving at me um, type thing when it, when it was this massive light. It, 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 it's this massive light in, in, a, in a huge dark sky with, um, and, and moving as though, um, you know, it, in the one spot, what I'm looking at it for, for quite, you know, while I'm sort of spinning things in the, in the twin tub and glancing back down and looking up and kind of pondering in my head what that could be. And, and it, when it started to move, it only moved a little bit, almost as though it was, it was trying to make me wake up and see it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like if, if someone was having a bit of a joke with you and they were standing right in front of you and, and you're not noticing and they move a bit and like, hello. Yeah, it's um, trying to get and, attention. And as though, and yeah, if I was to hazard anything, that was would be the closest that I would get. And then when it, it's almost like it realised when I realised, okay, she's seen us, you know, um, and I, I'm, I mean, my, if they could see that far or they had binoculars, my, I, I would have been like, wow, okay. Um, and then the light's gone off in the laundry. Um, and the only illumination, because my background of light wasn't on, um, it didn't need to be because prior to that, the, the laundry light lit up the back veranda. Um, the only light then was into, was the house. Um, and I don't, I don't think by then it would have seen me run down the back stairs. It couldn't have, because by then it was behind the trees. Um, as I was running down the back stairs onto the yard, it was curving around and, and disappearing behind a ho the the crown land if that makes sense and then i'm like oh it's gone behind all the the, the hill there and the and the trees and sort of glanced down you know sort of glanced straight ahead just to be gobsmacked you know like someone hit me in the chest um with this thing this craft just cruising up um so yeah i mean the flight thing um, had to overcome the shock of it, looking in the distance, expecting, trying to find this white light to suddenly it's, it's right there, you know. Um, it's, it's come around from, you know, I'm looking more to the right and then it's turned its lights off and cruising up the yard, this, this black craft or appeared to be black against a blacker, lighter sky behind it. Um, and then the oops moment where the light, came on and I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Um, and then the light quickly went off. So the, whatever the occupants were thinking, you know, they're thinking people or beings, you know, they, they knew to turn their inside light off. So they, they didn't, obviously didn't want me to see them too much, um, but they seemed, they had no real problem with having the green lights on flicking around the, the craft while it was hovering there um, at the risk of my husband seeing it if they hadn't seen me. And he he's sitting with his back to it and it's peering, these, whatever they are, peering in the back door. So, you know, 
if that's not bold, it's like it, they didn't care. They didn't care whether that was seen. Obviously, they, they're not really afraid of us or, you know, and if it was something from the RAAF, I, I can't say, then they weren't really worried either. And if it was something of ours, it was almost as though they were having a practical joke. Um, but again, you know, I don't know the way it disappeared and, the, you know, whether it stepped out or whether I stepped in of, an, of another dimension, I, I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I don't know how something like that disappears into the tops of trees down, appearing to go down in the ground. Or did it appear as though it was going down and then switched the lights off and was gone and appeared to vanish before my eyes? but actually go down, like not go down into the trees, just zip across the sky like it had come there. Yeah, it wasn't like a, not a hillside on the, or anything like that where it could have gone over the... the um, no, no, it was all hill. absolutely level. Um, the, the trees on the crown land next door to my place, so the, the house and the shed and then about a quarter of an acre on that tree. Every, my yard was all clear, like mowed type thing. But on that tree line, on that fence line, the, the trees were um, massive gum trees, thick, massive gum trees, no hills um, right around that area. Um, the only interruption was tall trees, even down the back where I said it disappeared behind the tree line. It, it would have appeared a bit like a, like a bit of a hill, but it was mostly just a tree, like a, a thick trees, tall and short and thick. Yeah. So I just wanted to touch uh, back on the, um, the dimensional sort of aspect of things. Like, did you have to take note of the time? frame or like when this sort of happened like if um like potential missing time if like you were gone for a period of time yeah no i don't believe i was um because my husband was still in the same place with the baby when it left um he wasn't asleep yet it was it was i the time i think was completely normal um i basically ran through and i was more at that point interested and excited to and shocked i suppose to to see my neighbor and see if she'd seen it and and whatever um than what i was explaining to my husband what i just saw that was at his back door without him even noticing yeah no that, um, either way it's all amazing yeah yeah it's always made me think you know I mean, I look around where I am now and, you know, you have some, some skies and um, you, you can almost, I can, I can still pick the type of evening that I, with the, the light behind it, that I, I can almost see a craft coming up the yard um, because, you know, it, it's so burned into my eyes and brain that I, I know the type of dark it was. And what, what this, how, how this craft stood out by itself being darker, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get it. It's like it's yeah. casting a shadow on the sky. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and the detail of it still, even though it was black, 
um, you could still make out the dark and light spots and things like that on the front of it. Um, I didn't get to see the side of it as it, as it I would have loved to have walked backwards um, to be able to observe it as it, you know, the side of it as it approached because I would have got probably a better look at it coming up than what I did even though it was right there and I could have been 10 steps away and hit it with the rock. But um, the trees behind it by then and the angle I was looking at it made it darker because the trees were so tall behind it that um, it made, it, it didn't stand out as much against because there wasn't any sky behind it, if that sort of paints the picture. Yeah, no, no it does, it does. So, but have you like experienced anything else after that? Like, did it sort of trigger like moments in your life where things were starting to happen in that kind of regard? Um, as in... Like uh, sightings or maybe possible like abductions or anything like that, maybe? Um, things that I've had, you know, that I would say, you know, I, I can't say whether they were dreams or or not, but, um, you know, I did have a, a you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm the sort of person even with that experience to dream about aliens. Um, because I, I still have in my head that I'm, I, I don't even know whether it was. You know, I don't know. All I can say is what I saw, but I have had a, a dream where um, uh, yeah, I was I basically um, looking at and through a, a, um, aliens eyes, if that makes sense, um, and inside of a um, a dashboard while um, and being sort of telepathic. This is really awkward for me um, to describe this because I've not told anybody. Um, that's right. If probably, you feel comfortable sharing it, that's, or don't feel yeah, comfortable, that's, that's entirely up to you. It's no pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to say it was probably a dream, but I do um, remember feeling like um, I, I can't even say whether it was a week ago or whether it was years ago, this dream, because I can't put a timeline on it. Um, it's just the, like a, um, a memory that I have that I'm, I, I looked into, like I couldn't work out whether it was, and it, it was a beam and it was um, shiny eyes, but I was trying to work out whether or not it was, it was someone inside a helmet or inside of these eyes or whether or not, um, but um, it, it didn't speak, but it had a human voice and said, we're not, it's okay, we're not going to hurt you. And that was, um, it was like I, I um, like whether or not, I mean, I've had a back operation, whether or not it was something that related to an operation I've had and I've, I've imagined it to be a who knows, um, but um, very big eyes and looking over, um, I would say it was in a craft, um, circular, in, and looking over and seeing another lady in pink undies on another, facing away from me. Um, and 
um, when I turned around, like turning around, looking at her, and then um, looking up and and seeing this almost, I suppose, um, alien face sitting um, at my right shoulder, looking up, and and this well man's voice saying it's okay we're not going to hurt you and then um sort of accepting that and then looking around and seeing reflections off um off the windscreen of being or or whether it was glass or or what i i don't know whether or not that's something my mind has conjured up you know out of imaginings because of what i saw or what I've read, I can't say because I can't, and I or a dream. Um, but yeah, that that's just another weird thing, I suppose. But um, that one, I can't put any sort of um, sense to as far as whether it was real or whether it was not. The craft was real. Um, the other thing, you know, could have been a dream. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Have you thought of um, maybe like progressional therapy? I have, yes. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that sort of, you know, where do you go? How do you do it? Um, not really, you know, a priority. But, um, yeah, it, it has interested me. But, um, you know, at the same time, I'm not obsessed with it. I, I live a pretty simple life sort of thing. I'm... Um, again, you know, I, I can't explain the craft. The other thing I, I could say, well, you know, maybe I just dreamt that one night relative to, you know, what I'd seen. I did have another very scary dream when I was, um, when I'd moved to Queensland and my second son was born. I had a dream that I um, got up and there was all lights in the sky and it was like a war going on with these lights. Um, and that was that was scary. That was that was more scary in th this dream than what the, what it was with the craft coming up the yard. Um, because the, I think the craft was more um, shock and not really knowing, you know, not really necessarily being afraid or knowing to be afraid straight off. Um, uh, but the dream was like it was just adrenaline and fear and wanting to protect my kids. And it was like I was actually standing on my back veranda looking out and watching all this go on. Um, so whether that's just something I conjured up in my, you know, subconscious because of what I'd seen with the craft, I don't know either. But yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. I mean, I would love to be able to, you know, I've always sort of thought if I was hypnotised, could I make out more detail, you know, and, you know, I've laid there and closed my eyes a lot and, and gone through every single thing and, you know, it's almost tried to self-hypnotise to see if I can work out those letters and dashes and identification on the craft and perhaps more detail that my my brain hasn't really picked up because of um, maybe a bit too shocked and overwhelmed but yeah haven't haven't done that yeah we got Mary Robwell she's um, 
in central Queensland, I think, I'm not sure she's still located there, but she's um, pretty well known regarding to regressional therapy and that. Um, there mm-hmm. might be some others around uh, uh, southeast Queensland and such. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> certainly something you could always consider. It also like depends on how much or how far you want to go and try and get these answers. Um, that's the other yeah. thing. But you're saying you're not really too concerned yeah. about it. But um, yeah. I suppose the yeah. options are still always there. They are. And, you know, um, it, you'd think that I'd sort of, I don't know, after an experience, you'd think about it every day. And But it's been 30, over 33 years. And, um, you know, I've had a, a busy life in amongst it and it pops up in my head from time to time. And then I have a little bit of a, a rush on looking up UFO things online or in books. And then I have to move on with life again. You know how it works? Yeah. Yep. No, I definitely know. I understand it completely. Like, you know, on the sidelines, I sort of like keep an eye out what's going around the world, what's happening in, you know, life with in regards to the UFO topic and that. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, I'm more focused on my own life, you know? Yeah. You have to, you know, you, you can't, well, I can't, I can only speak for myself, but, you know, I've got things to do and, you know, things to manage and, you know, I can't be off you know, daydreaming about what it, what could or couldn't be or maybe you've, you've got to, you know, be in tune with what's going on day to day. So, um, you know, maybe if someone told me that story, I, I, I may sort of be like, well, I think I'd be obsessed with it for every single day. But for me, it didn't work like that. Um, for me, it was still trying to pick apart and understand and maybe work out whether it was something of ours um i don't think it was but there's also that you know sort of part of me that needs to be balanced and um and and um maybe just you know sort of pick apart every possibility you'd sort of be silly not to really you can't just sort of run with the first thing you think something might be, despite the fact that it was quite out there and quite amazing. Yeah, I'm surprised you actually um, you actually try to pick it apart to try and put logic to it. Like for me, like I know as obvious as you're explaining it, you know, something that's hovering there defies the logic of any conventional aircrafts that we have at the time. And the fact that you're still trying to pick apart <laughs> what the, every possibility is, yeah. that's that's yeah, that's well, the one of the greatest things I've ever heard, really, when it comes to that thing. Like, you're yeah, still well, trying to put yeah. the logic behind it. Yeah. Um, well, again, you know, at 21, I didn't know um, what we had um, that, you know, was secret. You heard about, you know, different secret aircraft that they test and that sort of thing. Um, you think, well, they got something way, way ahead of, our time that we don't know about and they they keep secret from us and I get a little bit of a flash personal viewing of it um you know I've I've read things about secret aircraft that you know but even at the time you know I I guess having said that at 21 um even though um you know maybe people older than me at the time may have sort of reacted a, a little bit more shocked and absolutely knowing than I did because 
but at 21, you certainly know you don't know a lot. Um, as as wise as I think I was at 21, and I'd had a baby, and I was keeping house, and was, you know, always pretty much a country girl, had seen a lot, um, but um, always was brought up to be level-headed. I consider myself level-headed, and my grandparents would be ashamed of me if I wasn't. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I still try to study, you know, um, and yes, I still was, I, I think that's probably my logic was probably what me, got me through the experience because I have had people go, I, I would have just fainted. I would have just done this or that, but um, maybe if I heard the story and was only speculating on what I may have felt, I may say the same thing but I can only say how it was at the time and what I was looking at. I was determined because I, at that point, I knew I was the only one seeing it. But again, hoping my, my husband didn't just sort of go, oh, where is she and and bring the baby to the back door. And, you know, um, there certainly still was fear there. Um, lots of different thoughts, you know, is it, is this the day I die? Do they just get out and, you know, and kill me or and and or take me, or who knows? And a lot of thoughts, but it, you know, at, at, at that space and, and that time, I thought, well, I've, I've got to burn this into my brain. I've got to make out every single detail and stand here level-headed to do it. Um, couldn't blink. No, I couldn't let myself blink. So I just had to keep my head. And I suppose having, um, you know, Again, I was, I was brought up, I suppose, you know, around animals and, you know, to, to be careful how you react with certain situations. And, you know, so for probably a younger age, I, I was, um, knew how to react, um, not to frighten, you know, horses, had, had some horse experience and things like that. Um, that's all I can really put to it is that, you know, I, I was um, probably fairly mature in as far as being level-headed at that headed at that age. Um, then, you know, had had seen lots of horrible things with you know accidents and all sorts of things that that does give you a little bit more. Um, I, I wasn't as easily shocked as as a lot of twenty-one-year-olds might have been, if that makes any sense at all um, and you know you, you can't sort of um, you know you see this thing coming towards you and and you just it's just like a I don't think even in in those days I even verbalized at 21 oh my god or anything like that I, I think that development and the sw and swearing at different things I saw um, developed later um, it was more just, okay, um, more matter of fact about what I was seeing and not even really verbalising a reaction. It was just, I, I just know that I've got to get out of the way or it'll be cruising. If it hasn't seen me, it's going to and it's going to be above my head. It sort of makes you wonder how the scenario would have played out it had your husband walked out or had you stayed in the same spot and observing all this. Like, you know, there's so many different scenarios. That could out. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And I've played out every single one, as you can imagine.
Yeah, yeah, no, look, look it's, it's certainly incredible and one of the rarest things you can never sort of hope to expect yeah. when it comes to this kind of sighting or encounter, you know? A lot of people yeah. just see a light in the sky. <laughs> Some people might get a bit of a distinct shape of a craft that's miles away, but yeah. literally being metres away from it, that's yeah. mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, look, I hope, um, yeah, like you coming on and um, talking about your experience there will encourage a lot more people to come forward and not care about the whole aspect of what people think of their experiences or, you know, how they're going to judge them. You know, the the experiences there. And like, I I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and talk about your experience. Thanks for having me. I, I, um, it, it is easier to explain verbally than to try to write it down. If that makes any sense, it's, you know, trying to put perspective, even, you know, trying to write it down where everything was and how, you know, you've got to put thoughts and feelings and all sorts of things into that. And, um, um, yeah, it, it's, it is much easier to talk to somebody. So, and I've, you know, again, I've, I've shared the story with friends over the years and it's made me more relaxed about the way I talk about it. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, if it helps somebody else, you know, just, um, you know, we're obviously among like-minded people. Um, it's nice to be able to, um, you know, have something that, you know, you can talk about and, um, you know, for me, I may not have been ready years ago to put it out there, um, like this, but you know, what have I got to lose now? You know, if it, it it doesn't really matter, and it doesn't matter what anyone thinks, um, they can either believe it, they can mock it. It really it doesn't change it, so it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. And look, people like yourself coming out and talking about your experiences there, it's on the path there to try and destroy the the ridicule and the you know the yeah. whole crap that's been going off with the UFO topic. You know, people are just yeah. shut it down every time and started calling people loony bins you know because of it but yeah the reality is these things are happening around the world people are experiencing these things and yourself coming on and talking about it openly is one of the biggest first steps anyone should really make when it comes to having their uh, encounters you know talk about it um reach out and yeah you know if it's uh, it can be like a very emotional sort of um roller coaster in its own way but yeah. you know it um, a lot of people feel a lot better after talking about it, you know, and you know, yeah. especially with this like-minded people. Yeah. You know, it's it it kind of has a better outcome, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, look again. Thank you very much for coming on the show. It was absolutely fantastic um, having you on here, and uh, the experience there is absolutely amazing, and you know, yeah. <laughs> quite scary in its own way as well. You know, yeah. it just. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's in, in, absolutely incredible. So, yeah, look, thank you very much again for coming on the show. Oh, my, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. No worries. Talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Cheers. Bye. And that will do it, folks, for this episode of Encounters Down Under. I hope you enjoyed the show. And remember, you can also get involved in the show by joining the Facebook page and getting in on the live streams. Also, please be sure to share with your friends and family to help us grow and potentially find our next guest on the show. If you or you know someone who has had an encounter, please get in touch with me through our Facebook page via Messenger or email at australianufosightings at outlook.com.au. 
I look forward to seeing you on the next encounter down under. Hooroo! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.